You're listening to Ice Cream with Investors, a podcast that is dedicated to teaching you how to better invest your money so that you can live a more intentional life. I'm your host, Matt Four, and it is my goal to teach and empower you to remove the roadblocks to your financial success. Welcome back to Ice Cream with Investors. I'm your host, Matt Four, and today I am super excited because we have the man, the myth, the legend, Rod Khalif on the phone with us today. And Rod is a multiple business owner, philanthropist, and is passionate about real estate. As one of the top real estate in- investors and peak performance coaches out there, Rod has owned over 2,000 homes and multiple thousand apartment buildings and-, and doors. Over the past 40 years, he's built 24 businesses. And today, Rod is going to walk us through the mindset required to recover from a $50 million loss in the 2008 recession and talk about how he enjoys the success today. So I'll stop right there and say, Rod, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me, Matt. Let's have some fun today. And I'm only a legend in my own mind, by the way, just so you know, but thank you for that. Uh, yeah, it's actually been 27 businesses. I need to update that bio. And, and you know, it's, it's kind of funny. I, I don't call them failures. I call them seminars. You know, that was a $50 million seminar. It was an expensive freaking seminar. Yeah. But several of those businesses were tens of millions of dollars. Most were spectacular flaming seminars, right? We fail our way to success. But uh, anyway, I'm That's glad right. you had me here, buddy. I'm looking forward to having some fun with you. Absolutely. Well, we like to start with the difficult questions here. What's your favorite mm-hmm. ice cream? Rum raisin, without question. Haagen-Dazs rum raisin is the freaking bomb. I've probably got several gallons in quart sizes or pint sizes in my freezers. Gotcha. Knowing a little bit about your history, I thought you were going to give us a healthy option, but rum raisin no, it is. No, right? no, no. That's my vice. Rum raisin is my Achilles heel, my kryptonite. I yeah. love it. I love it. Well, tell our listeners, what's the scoop? What do you do today? What's the scoop? So, you know kind of ties into my story, honestly, but let me start with the story and I'll back into the scoop because I I think it'll lend credibility to it. If that's okay with you, Matt, Um, do it. So, so I immigrated this country from the Netherlands, you know, wooden shoes, windmills, Holland. Uh, I was six years old with my brother, Albert, my mother's Vancha. And we ended up in Denver, Colorado. And to give some framework to everything. I mean, we really struggled. I remember we ate expired food. We went to this expired food store. We drank powdered milk with our cereal in the morning, which I promise you sounds better than it is. And we, you know, I worked close in the Goodwill and the Salvation Army really all the way through junior high school till I lied about my age at Burger King when I was 14, because I was tall and got a job there flipping burgers uh, so I could buy my own clothes and then ultimately buy a car. And I'm sure, you know, you've got listeners or viewers that had it harder than we did, but I knew I wanted more. And luckily, my mom had an incredible work ethic. So she babysat kids so we'd have enough money to eat and so on and so forth. And she was a bit of an entrepreneur. She actually invested successfully in the stock market and IPOs and stuff. And she also invested in real estate. And her first real estate acquisition was a house right across the street from us when I was 14. She bought a, she paid about $30,000. When I was 17, she told me she made $20,000 in her sleep. And I'm like, what? You didn't do anything? You made $20,000? Screw college. I'm getting into real estate. So I went and got my real estate broker's license right when I turned 18, which you could do back then with education. I think they got smart now. You need some experience to be a broker. But I was a broker. I could have my own office. And and I was going to be rich selling other people's houses. Well, my first year in real estate, I made about eight grand. My second year, maybe 10 to 12 grand. But my third year, I made over $100,000. And so what happened between year two and year three that caused me to 10X my income? Well, what happened was 
I met a guy, I actually dated his daughter, that taught me about the importance of mindset and psychology. And I really 80 to 90% of your success in anything is just that, your mindset and psychology. Only 10 to 20% is the real estate stuff we talk about on our podcast here. You know, it's the do and it's the keep doing. It's the taking that first step. It's the pushing through fear. It's the pushing through limiting beliefs. It's the getting uncomfortable. And that comfort zone is a nice warm place. And we both know nothing freaking grows there, right? So it's that mindset and psychology that pushes you through. And so, you know, fast forward to today, I've owned, like you said, I've owned a couple thousand houses that I rented long-term in three states. I've owned thousands of apartments, still own thousands of apartment units. In 2006, my net worth went up $17 million while I slept. And you might be like, wow. And I was like, wow. And I thought I was a freaking real estate God. I thought I could do no wrong. And, you know, when that happens, God or the universe or whatever you believe will give you a nice little smack. Well, that was 2008. That's when I had my $50 million seminar. And, you know, what I'm known for talking about on my podcast, and we'll get into my, what did you call it? The question you asked me, the scoop. We'll get into the scoop now. So I'm known for the mindset and the psychology. It took that 50 million to lose in the first place. And then the mindset it took to get back to the success that I'm blessed to have today. And so, you know, back when I started a podcast to tell people about my story and to say, you know, if you're going to invest and hold real estate, for God's sakes, do multifamily, don't do single family because it was a single family that pulled me down in 08 and 09. And then when the podcast hit a million downloads, I'm like, okay, knucklehead, you probably ought to do something with this. And so I wrote a book and I gave away 20,000 copies of my, it's a number one bestseller in multiple categories and gave away, gave it away for, I still give it away for free. Actually. Now you just got to pay the shipping if you want the hard copy, but you know, and then people are like, oh man, please. And I took free phone calls from my listeners. And for a couple of years, I took hundreds of them, 30 minute phone calls. I didn't have anything to sell. Just want to help you. Let me help you. You know, the people that add the most value in this world are the most successful. And that's been my mindset, add as much value as I can. And then they're, they're like, you know, please create something so we can learn how to do what you do. And so then I did courses and now I have coaching. I have a thousand students around the country. I do sold out live events. In fact, my next live event is in Denver, and I'll give your peeps a hell of a deal, Matt. It's three full days of training. It's not a sales pitch. I talk about my coaching for maybe 30 minutes. If you want to do it, great. If you don't, that's great. You will leave with more than enough information to go kick ass in this business. But you know, this, it's not a sales pitch. I mean, it's literally three days of drinking through a fire hose about this business. And I'll let your peeps know how they can come for $197. So that's $197 for three days of training without a big sales pitch, kind of a no brainer. And there should be about a thousand people there. It's July 29th, 30th and 31st. If you um, text my name, Rod, to 72345, or you can go to rodindenver.com. But remember this code, because I'll give you this special bonus here. If you put the word bonus in when you check out, you pay $197, but you also get my document library, which has tens of thousands of dollars worth of documents in it that I use in my business. You'll also get my deal evaluator software so you can evaluate a deal quickly. Those two things alone are worth $2,000. So, I mean, you're getting that immediately and you can come to my three-day event for $197. Like I said, it's a duh if you're interested in this business, okay? And uh, and this business is a team sport as well. And so there'll be a thousand like-minded people there. A lot of people build or connect or connect with other teams at my events. The networking is off the hook. You know, we do three panels a day with literally two to $3 billion represented by the panelists that I have on stage to answer your questions. It's a lot of work for me. It's three full days. I have an SEC attorney does the SEC piece and I have a finance guy that does the finance piece, but every, all the rest of it's me. And so I faceplant by Monday, but uh, it's a lot of fun. And again, if you know me, 
I spend time on mindset and psychology too. So you actually take action with what you learn. I'm really proud of something, Matt. And that is, you know, my warriors, my coaching students now own somewhere between 60 and 70,000 doors that we know of. And I've only been teaching what, four and a half years. So I'm super proud of that. But anyway, that's the scoop. Come see me in Denver. I promise you'll be glad you did. Uh, I remember text ROD to 72345 and then use the word bonus when you check out to get those two bonuses. And if you come and you don't love the event, I'll give you your money back after the, after it's over. In fact, I don't, I don't mean like it. I mean, freaking love it. And if you don't love it, let me know. I'll give you your money back. Yeah. It's never happened, but there's a first time for everything. So <laughs> yeah, I, I love the intro. I love the backstory. And I would say $197 is a steal because I've paid multiple thousands of dollars to attend right. a very similar conference with half the people and probably half the expertise that you have. So we'll make and, sure to and link probably that. half the content as well. I'm just going to tell you, I mean, it is, there is the manuals like 250 pages, I think. I mean, it's, 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 it's a lot of, you know, this, this business has a lot of intricacy. Yeah. I don't want you to be intimidated by it if you're thinking of doing it because you know, you, you learn as you go as well. You don't have to check off every box before you take action. That first step is, is just to start that knowledge process. And anyway, so yeah. And, I'm, and I'm if rambling. you want to be a passive investor or an LP investor in this business yeah. as well, I would encourage you to go to these types of con- that's con- right. conferences, because that's where you really learn kind of the SEC regulations, how deals are structured, but also the underwriting. I mean, I've seen deals come across my desk that look like home runs, but an execution aren't great because you don't understand the underwriting. You might just invest in them. So I love that part of it. Yeah. Here's um, the manual. Here's the manual. Actually, it's enormous. And since you're talking about LP investing, Let me mention, I've got a free resource that I'll give your peeps as well. It's the questions to ask a general partner in a syndication before you invest. Now, what you just said is absolutely critical. Why would you give your hard-earned money to someone and you didn't have some basic understanding of the business? I I see this happen all the time. People invest in the stock market, they'll invest in real estate deals, and they know nothing about it. That's crazy. I mean, you spend all that time and energy making that money. Don't squander it. So come to my boot camp. Plus, there'll be dozens and dozens of successful operators there. So you can actually meet them, break bread with them and get to know them. But if you want that list of questions, text GP questions to 72345 and I'll give you the book. But but anyway, yeah, no, what you said is absolutely accurate. And don't dabble in, in your investments. Don't squander your hard-earned money. Dabblers get their butts kicked, okay? And yeah. right now there's a lot of super aggressive stuff happening in our world. Okay. I see some, what some of these properties sell for, what they call trade for. And, and I'm just scratching my head. I'm like, there's just no way that the returns that these guys are promising their investors are going to happen. There's just no possible way, even in this hot market. But, you know, I'm telling you, I think we're heading into a recession, Matt. Fannie Mae, the head of Fannie yeah. Mae just said it. You know, a lot of big hitters in the space are saying it. I feel it. Uh, you know, again, I got my butt kicked in 2006 and seven, and this feels like that again. And so is it something to be afraid of? No, something to get excited about, honestly. But it's the best time to learn this business as well, because if you're trying to learn it in the middle of the crash, it's too late. You're too late. OK, yep. but but if you're ahead of the curve, you've got those relationships built, you know how to raise money. You you understand you have got relationships with brokers and potential investors. I mean, there will be exponential opportunities. In fact, you listen to my podcast, my podcast is called Lifetime Cash Flow Through Real Estate Investing. And I'm blessed to say we're about to hit 13 million downloads, which for my little niche in multifamily is pretty impressive. I'm going to tell you that if you listen to enough of the episodes, you'll start to hear a pattern. A lot of the people that have you know over 5,000 doors started in 9, 10, and 11. That's a clue, guys. Okay. Yep. And so there's a, a real 
opportunity coming, but, and again, not something to fear, but it's, it's reality. We go, the market goes through cycles. It's like seasons of the weather. And, and we've been in summer for a long time. We were absolutely in fall and what comes after fall, right? So, you know, just be aware of that. So, yeah, I, I would agree with the choppy markets ahead or the choppy waters ahead, but I got to mm-hmm. ask as a guy that's been in the business for probably 30 or 40 years now, why do you see that? Like, what are the factors that are, are you seeing out well, there that the, make you think that? Yeah. Listen, listen, I'm going to tell you if I was a safe in predicting things, I would be on the back of a yacht right now. And I'm not. But in fact, I did a YouTube video literally talking about the coming crash of 2021. And of course, I was dead wrong. But uh, and I got so much hate for it. But because it's negative, it was my most highly watched YouTube video ever. I had probably over 100,000 views on YouTube. And I was dead wrong. But let me just say this. There's a huge pent up demand for real estate right now. And it's still there. And it's going to be there next year. But man, this administration with some of the stupidity and the spending and that, I mean, we won't take this down the political rabbit hole, but but there's going to be a reckoning. There has to be. It's just insanity what's happening right now administratively. And I think it's it's inevitable. Now, is it going to be as bad as 08 and 09? God forbid, I don't think so. But inflation is insane. But yep. the caveat, the flip side of the inflation argument is what benefits from inflation? We do because rents go up too, right? So you know, uh, you're in the right place, my friends, listening to Matt's show here. Yeah. And I like to say real estate goes through its cycles. And is a real estate market high right now? I don't know. Compared to what is what I always say. And then what's your timeline on the back end of that? If you're trying to flip a home in six months, I don't know whether it's an high or not, but I know that if your time period is 30 years, you're going to be fine. Real estate yeah. goes through cycles, but over the Agreed. long run, it goes up into the right. Agreed. I wanna, Agreed completely. I, I, I want to take us back to your time in Colorado real quick. You mentioned having your third year breaking $100,000. And just to kind of put a little asterisk on that, that was back in the 80s, which is a lot of freaking money at that point. But then you decided to get into the investing side. So you were selling real estate on the front end. and then Those two things happened at the same time. That 100 grand was because I got into the investing side because I pushed through fear and took action and bought and started buying real estate. And, you know, I ended up owning 500 houses in Denver at one time when you want to bemoan that they would, if I still had them, they'd all be free and clear. And I would definitely be on the back of my yet because I'd be netting a million dollars a month right now, net, net, bottom line, net, but we won't go there. But anyway, so let's talk about mindset. Okay. Let's talk about the mindset it takes to, to have that 50 million to lose. And really here, here are the components of it. The first thing is if you come to my boot camp in Denver, the first hour and a half are going to be goals. We're going to go through and do goal setting on steroids because how the hell do you get anything if you don't know what it is? You got to know what it is you want with clarity, right? And so, you know, uh, you have to create what Napoleon Hill in his book, Think and Grow Rich calls a burning desire. You got to want it. That's how you're going to push through the fear, push through the limiting beliefs to take action. And so we're going to do, you're going to, you got to know what it is you want with clarity and why you want it. Okay. And so we go through this goal setting process and it's very powerful and, and get clear on that. And then, and so that's the first thing. And that's how I was able to recover from losing $50 million. Well, how I had in the first place was knowing what I wanted, why I wanted it. And I went after it. But then when I lost it, it was reassociating with what I wanted and why I wanted that got me back on track again. Cause you know, when something negative happens to somebody, it's very easy to get caught up in the pain. We, we connect through pain, actually, and, and it's crazy. And, and we get camaraderie through pain. You know, if you came up to me and said, hey, Rod, how you doing? And I said, oh, my God, I'm freaking fantastic, brother. Th- thanks for asking. You'll take a step back and say, OK, Rod's off his meds. 
But if you came up to me and said, Rod, how you doing? And I said, oh, dude, man, my back's freaking killing me. And I just lost 10 grand in the market. Put your arm around me and say, oh, I feel you, brother. Well, let's go. Let's go have a drink and connect. We connect through pain. So you got to if you're listening to Matt, you're a leader. And I'm going to tell you this as a leader. It is critical that you pay attention to what you focus on. It's critical that you bring in the good stuff. Don't get me started on the fake news. If the news is not there to inform us. It's there to startle us and scare us. OK, and so, you know, stand guard at the door to your mind. Bring in the good stuff. I on my podcast, I do these clips every week called Own Your Power. And I, I hope you'll come listen to them, even if you're not interested in multifamily, although I don't know why you'd be here if you're not. But the point is, it, regardless, those clips are they're five minutes. They're motivational. I will juice you. You give me five minutes a week and I'll juice you. There's hundreds of them there. So, you know, that's the kind of stuff you want to bring in. If you don't want to listen to me, then go to YouTube University and listen to some of that motivational stuff, but bring that stuff in because focus, your focus is, so that's another piece of, of this whole success triangle is, you know, whatever you focus on is going to get larger, it's positive or negative. So, you know, if you focus on the pain or loss or the news, that's just going to get bigger. You know, they asked Mother Teresa, Matt, if she was anti-war, she said, no, I'm pro-peace. You know, that's what I'm talking about here. And, you know, I get people that call me and say, how do I get out of student loan debt? And I'm like, wrong question. How do you make so much freaking money? The debt's irrelevant. That's the question you should be asking. So focus is super critical. And and I'm going to say something else about this. The most successful people on the planet are the ones that have the best focus. And you know what's killing our focus is these damn PDAs. I don't know about you, but I'll be sitting watching a movie and I'll be scrolling freaking social media. You know why that's terrible is because it kills your ability to focus. You're making these little micro decisions every split second that kills your ability to focus. I get excited because I'm I have, you know, I'm about to hit 13 million downloads. Well, I listened to a podcast by a guy named Tim Ferriss. You probably heard of it. And yeah. he does about 13 million a week. Okay. But he deconstructs the best of the best in the world. Like, like the best athletes, the best actors, uh, you know, Michael Phelps, he had Arnold and Hugh Jackson, Ed Nortman, Jamie Foxx, billionaires like Ray Dalio, and he deconstructs their success. And I started to hear a pattern. They all meditate. What does meditation enhance? Focus, right? So focus yep. is a critical piece, but as it relates to the goal, let me go back to goals for a second. It is critical that you do that regularly. Now, if you DM me on any social channel, I did my goal setting workshop on January 1st of this year, and I do it every year around the first, the year before was on the second. But if you DM me and say goal setting workshop, I'll uh, on any social channel, they've even freaking got me on TikTok now. In fact, I've got videos that are up to 800,000. I've only been on there for four months. So TikTok's really kind of cool for to building reach. But anyway, if you DM me on any of those, I'll get you the link to that goal setting session. It's got a guide, a workbook. I'm not going to try to sell you anything. I just, But it's awesome to do with your spouse or with your teenage kids to get aligned on what you want. So that's super important. I'm happy to describe that process if you want, yep. Matt. I don't know how well, much time I, we I wanna, got. But, yeah. I want to pull one thing out that you said, though, is this micro decisions, because I am a huge fan of consistency. So I'm an Ironman athlete, which is a mm. long distance triathlon. Good for you. you you can only do that through consistent actions every day. So what I took down from that was micro decisions lead to macro results. I don't want to breeze over the fact that when you're talking about not being focused or not being present in what you're doing, that that's actually the micro decision that's not taking you closer to your goals. But I do want to come back to the goal setting exercise because one of the things that I see right now or I have conversations about is coming out of the past two years, there's a lot of folks that don't know what they want. They understand they need to get going towards a direction to achieve 
achieve the goal that they want, et cetera, but they're not sure what that goal looks like. So how can we give them some prompts, some exercises and things like that for them to start defining what they want? All right. In their life? All right. Here's what you do. I'll blow through this as fast as I can. Here's what you do. You pick an hour when you have a lot of energy. Okay. That's critical. Energy is critical. Don't do it after a meal. You make sure you're well hydrated. You drink and I'll, I'll get a drink while I'm saying that. And you sit down and you write and you make sure you're uninterrupted and you sit down and write down everything you could ever freaking want in life. All the stuff, the houses, cars, boats, jet skis, planes, jewelry, clothing, whatever, write it down and take the lid off your brain. Imagine if you write it down, you're going to get it because not outside the realm of reality because there's nothing you can't do, be or have. You just got to decide and take action. Okay, so you write down what you want, clarity, and there's got to be they got to be clear and measurable goals. Not I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to lose ten pounds by January first and feel freaking great about it. That's clear. That's clear and, and concise and measurable. Also, write down how much cash flow you want from your investments, say in three years and ten years. So write down how much cash you want in the bank in three years and ten years. Um, so all the stuff, write that down and 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 see what what just by writing it down, it triggers something in your brain called your reticular activating system, and that's the subconscious filter. You're not conscious of it, but your brain will point you in the direction of what it thinks you're interested in. And the greatest example is when you first buy a car. You never really notice them. You buy the car, they're everywhere, right? And that's your reticular activating system. The same thing works for your goals. So it's critical that you don't do this in your head. If you're in your head, you're dead. You got to write them down, okay? Very important. All right. Once you can't think of another thing, there's a couple more steps. Write down everything you want to do in this lifetime, all the places you want to travel, you want to write a book. I've got a friend climbing every mountain over, you know, 14,000 feet. I think, I think he's finished actually, you know, um, I, I, on my list was jumping out of an airplane. I did that a few years ago. I'll never freaking do it again, but it's off the list. So stuff like that, write all that stuff down. Okay. All your bucket list stuff. In fact, watch that movie, the bucket list, and it'll give you some great ideas for that. All right. Then, then write down everything you want to learn in this lifetime. So it's not just the stuff. It's everything you want to do, be, or have. Here's what's sad, Matt. People spend more time planning a freaking birthday party than they do designing their lives. This is designing your life, guys, okay? This is super critical. So write down everything you want to learn in this lifetime, a skill set, a foreign language. If it's multifamily, for God's sakes, come see me in Denver. It's kind of a duh. I mean, it's Denver's United hub. You can fly there nonstop from anywhere, and, and the 197 price is, again, kind of a duh. Anyway, so, so write down everything you want to learn in this lifetime. Lastly, write down who you want to help. We'll do more for others than we'll ever do for ourselves. And, and you want to you use that, okay? Like, you want, like I bought my parents a house here on a canal when my dad was alive. Bought him a car, took him on cruises. Who do you want to do something for? Write that down. Once you can't think of another thing, um, two more steps. You need to put a time limit on each goal. Okay, that makes it real. That makes it measurable. Put a time limit, how many years it's going to take you to achieve it. So just put a one, a three, a five, even a 10 or a 20, recognizing that as human beings, we'll overestimate what we can do in a year and massively underestimate what we can do in five, 10, 20 years. Okay, and I'll give you an example of this. You know, when I was 18, I lived in Denver, but I knew I wanted to live on the beach. And, you know, and there's no beach in Denver, obviously. And, I, and so I would visualize the palm trees and the sand and the surf and the waves. And 20 years later, I built this 10,000 square foot, $8 million mansion on the beach, which was unthinkable when I was 18. But that's why I'm saying, take the lid off your brain. I made it happen and you can too. You just got to make a decision. And so put a time limit on each goal for how many years it'll take. And don't overthink this. There's no perfection here. Okay. Then pick your number one goal. I mean, that goal, when you get it, you're like, oh my God, this life is amazing. You know, you've arrived when you achieve that goal. Put that on a separate sheet of paper. Okay. 
Then I want you to pick your top three one-year goals. Put those on a separate sheet of paper and leave room in between them. Okay, so you've now got four goals, your number one goal and your top three one-year goals on a separate sheet of paper. I'm going to tell you at this point, you're ahead of 99.99% of the people on the planet that make a New Year's resolution that's forgotten by the middle of February. But there's a little bit more I want you to do. I want you to write down underneath each one of those goals why it's an absolute freaking must for you to achieve it. You have to achieve it no matter what. And use emotionally charged words. Words are very powerful. Words like beautiful and incredible and amazing, unbelievable. Use words like that to describe your why. So you might say, so, you know, I can show my kids what incredible abundance looks like. So I can show my wife what it means to live a life of unbelievable success. So we can have complete freedom to do whatever we want, whenever we want, wherever we want, bring whoever we want, whatever's going to juice you, write that down. Okay. Once you've got a positive reason why, you're going to spin it just a little bit. You're going to put some pain in there if you don't achieve the goal, and you're going to make it freaking hurt. So I don't feel like a failure. So I don't fail my wife or husband. So I don't fail my kids. So I don't live a life of regret. I'm going to tell you, if you're out there and you're fearing failure, fear regret a whole lot worse. Um, There was this nurse in Australia, hospice nurse, that took care of patients when they were about to die. Her name was Bronnie Ware, and she asked him a question. The question was, do you have any regrets? And she wrote a book about it. It's called The Five Regrets of Dying. You know what the number one regret was? Not living the life I could have lived, living someone else's life, not doing what I know I'm capable of. I can't think of anything worse than that. Okay. So this prevents that shit from happening. Okay. So write down the why, positive and negative. All right. Lastly, get pictures of your goals. Okay. Get pictures or make declarations or make announcements. You know, the, I'll give you a couple of public examples. Jim Carrey, the actor, wrote himself a check for $10 million when he was flat broke. He used to go up by the Hollywood sign, open it up, visualize cashing it. That's how much money he made for Dumb and Dumber. More recent example, Demi Lovato, 12 years ago, posted on social media, one day I'm going to sing the Super Bowl, the National Anthem and the Super Bowl. Go watch, not this last one, the one before. See who sang the National Anthem. Some personal examples for me. Back when I was 18, the guy whose daughter I was dating that I was telling you about had two Corvettes and he let me drive one. And when I was 18, I bought this four-door car. I figured I had to have this four-door car to show people houses. And it was this piece of shit Ford Granada, bench seat in the front, just a real piece of crap. But I, I drove this guy's Corvette because he let me take his daughter out in it. I'm like, oh my God, this is the bomb. So I got a picture of a Corvette out of a magazine. This before the internet, put on the visor of that Granada. So every time I sat in that piece of junk, the picture was right in front of me. Within a year or two, I had a beautiful Corvette. Now I'm going to give you some more examples. Listen, this house example, these, these examples, I'm not bragging because this stuff doesn't even interest me anymore, but I want to juice you. So just replace what I've got here. I thought this was important to me at one time. It's not anymore, but just replace it with what you want. But this is when the TV show Magnum P.I. was out. It was a series about this detective in Hawaii. The actor's name was Tom Selleck. He's still around, but, but he drove this Ferrari 308. It's the first time I'd ever seen an exotic car. I got a picture of that actual car out of a magazine, put on the visor of my Corvette. Then a year or two, I had a Maserati look just like it. Last example, I'm the guy that always wanted a Lamborghini. I had pictures of Lamborghinis growing up and, you know, my posters on my wall. I'll show you another place that I had it here in a second. And what's interesting is my son collected models of exotic cars. He had about 30 or 40 when he was nine. And I've got them here in a box in my attic. But uh, he had a model of the exact same color and style Lamborghini that I ended up getting, which I wrecked. But anyway, so let me show you something. This is my planner. Do you put these on YouTube? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So this is my planner. In the back of this thing, I've got pictures. It's on today. I've got pictures that have been in here for 20 years. Actually, 
22 years. And the first pictures are my gratitude pictures, okay? My kids are 30 and 26. These are one of my, my babies were babies, okay? Because everything you get in life comes through gratitude. This is how you manifest it. I don't, you can call it prayer, you can call it visualization, whatever. This is how you get it. It starts with gratitude, okay? So that's a critical piece of this, guys. And then these are the houses I wanted. This is picture. It looks just like the house I built on the beach. I had 10 foot high glass like that, all butt together like that. I had travertine floors. I lost that house and all the craziness. Now I live in a compound. I have six buildings. I have a big main house. I've got a beautiful two bedroom guest house on the water, media building with my video studio on top now that I built, theater room, exercise facility, five garages. I mean, it's just incredible. And what's crazy is you see the white wall in the bottom picture there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. That, that's my backyard. See the white wall and that freaking yeah. nuts. This, this picture has been here for 22 years. Looks just like that. Then stupid crap like watches. I still love watches. I've got a few hundred thousand dollars of the watches. No Lamborghini before I ever got it. You know, Rolls Royce, Bentley, all this stuff that I got because I had pictures. And again, this stuff doesn't interest me anymore, but replace it with what interests you. So get pictures, put them around you. All right. Yeah. That's yeah. I, um, the only thing I would say to that or add to that is you, you find what you're looking for and most people wander through life, not looking for anything. And that's what yeah. they find is nothing. They're, so I love that you have that mental picture picture. And I would encourage everybody just to rewind and go listen to this exercise again, as I will do later, because I go or, or this ping me on social before. media or dim me on social media. And I'll take you through it with music and a guide and the whole thing. It's, it's very Beautiful. professionally done. It's very, I'm really proud of it. So just ding me and I'll send it to you, but you've got to know what you want. Otherwise, you'll yep. never get it. That's it. It's just it, you're just never going to get it. Yep. So focus was the next thing. And then you got to make a decision and take massive freaking action. That's it. Yep. And when I say decision, I mean, the Latin root for the word decision means to cut off. If you're going to if you're going to attack the island, you're burning their, their ships because you're taking their damn ships home. Right. You're you're burning yep. your own ships because you're taking theirs. That's a decision. It's not what toe in the water. It's not one foot in, one foot out. It is freaking done. Then you go take massive action. Success is inevitable. Yep. I got one last question before we shift to the last round here. And that is, I know that you're a big philanthropist as well, and you have some causes that you give to, and I, w I wanted to just give you an opportunity to kind of talk through some of the, well, let me, let me give you, you, let me give you a little framework for that actually. So I built that house on the beach. Okay. And this place was magnificent. Okay. I owned the beach on one side. I had my boats on the backside. It was called a Gulf to Bay. It was a, a slice to an Island. And to describe this house, I had a giant waterfall from the second floor balcony into the pool. You had to walk through the waterfall to get into the pool. Pools and magazines. This big spiral staircase took through the middle of the house. On the, uh, had elevator, wine cellar. On the second floor, I had aquariums built around the staircase and in my office that cost me almost 200 grand. Okay. So it gives you an idea of the house. Two months after I moved in. So I worked for this thing for 20 years. Two months after I moved in, I'm floating up in the, in, in the pool at night. The pool's changing colors. It's got fiber optic lighting. I'm looking up at this testament to my ego which is really what it was. You know, I got picked on in school because I didn't speak English and got beat up a lot by bullies and, you know, and had this experience on the playground with this girl I had a crush on that got demoralized me in front of other kids. And I come up with this belief that I wasn't good enough. Which, and so, so I built this thing to prove the world I was good enough. And it's embarrassing to admit that, but that's the truth of it. And you know, I'm looking up at this thing and my family's inside sleep and I've got the Maserati in the garage, a couple Mercedes, the boat, the jet skis. I mean, this place, you know, I mean, I, I had achieved success like times a thousand and I got depressed. And I don't mean just a little depressed. I mean, I was like, wow. I, I was like, what the hell is going on? I've, you know, I've just achieved all this stuff. And how could I be depressed? Well, when I look back on it, there were several things happening. Number one was it's never about the goals. You know, they say the happiest days of a boat owner's life are the day they buy the boat and the day they sell the boat. It's you need them to create that burning desire. 
but it's about pro- happiness comes from progress and growth. Okay. And so that's a key piece. Uh, but the bigger piece for me in that case was I've been totally focused on me, rod, 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 show the world I'm the best, uh, you know, what I'm doing and that, you know, that I matter. Right. And so I decided I had to get it back. I had to get my mojo back. And so I bought some books and one of them was the Tony Robbins book. And so I went and I was really impressed with that. I didn't even read the whole thing. And I went and saw him live and found out that he fed families for the holidays. And by the way, if you have an opportunity to see him, just do it. Trust me, he's fantastic. And and I spent 20 years following him around the planet. Uh, He's the best in the world at what he does. But I found that they fed families for the holidays. And I'm like, what a concept, do something for someone else. And I'm embarrassed to say I had to be 40 to get that memo. I went back home and I called my brother in Denver because I was going to visit him for Thanksgiving. I said, let's feed five families. So he went to his church and found five families that really needed help. And we went and had a lot of fun. We bought frozen turkeys and toys for their kids if they had kids and and a complete holiday meal. And the third family changed my life. We get up to this house and this is a row house. Okay, it's like 100-year-old fourplex with one-bedroom units where you walk through into the living room, walk through the bedroom to get to the kitchen, which had the bathroom off it. I mean, it's not even a one-bedroom. It's a crappy one-bedroom. The woman was in there with five kids. She comes out. She sees the food and the toys. She starts crying. Her kids come out. A couple of the older ones start crying. I start crying and I'm hooked. And I'm blessed to say in the last 20 plus years, we've fed over 110,000 children here in Sarasota and Bradenton, Florida. We've done tens of thousands of backpacks. In fact, I was just talking to my assistant. We're planning our next backpack brigade, tens of thousands of backpacks filled with school supplies. That's coming right up. Yeah, tens of thousands of teddy bears for officers to keep in their patrol vehicles when they encounter a child that's been traumatized. And, you know, and I don't say this to brag either. Okay. But there's a message in this guys, because you might be listening to the mat with blood dripping from your teeth. You want the success so freaking bad. See, I was successful, but I was unfulfilled. Okay. And, you know, we've been taught to achieve, to be happy. Like we can't be happy until we've achieved, but if you give back in any fashion, you're happily achieving. Tony Robbins calls it the science of achievement versus the art of fulfillment. Achievement really is a science. You want to learn multifamily, keep listening to Matt's podcast here, but for God's sakes, come see me in Denver if you can, because there's a blueprint. You just got to go take action with that blueprint, go make it happen. But fulfillment is an art because you have to figure out what juices you. For me, it's kids. You know, I want to help kids, but maybe it's the elderly, maybe it's the animals, maybe it's the environment, whatever it is for you, incorporate it into your life right now, and you'll be happily achieving. Okay. Instead of achieving to be happy. I know it's a play on words, but it's super important. And you'll get the success faster. That's the way God of the universe works. Whatever you give, you get back a thousandfold. So give back right now. Don't say I'll do it when I have money. No, do it right now. Even if it's just your time and you'll get the success faster and you'll be happily achieving. You'll be fulfilled. Yeah. I love that idea of fulfillment versus achievement as well, because fulfillment comes from giving back to others, having responsibility over things, and also the person you become along the way and achieving your goals. So thank you for walking us through that. I want Mm -hmm. to take us now into our last round. We're calling this the five toppings. Our first one is what is your favorite book or what is a book you've read recently that's given you a paradigm shift? All right. So my love language is gifts and a book uh, called, there's a book called the five love languages. And I had the author on my show, which is a real treat because I've given away thousands of copies of his book. So you need to get that book for sure. If you love anybody. Okay. If you, you listening, but so I gift a lot of books to my students. One of them is turning pro by Stephen Pressman. Stop being an amateur, be a professional. Another one is the slight edge. Those little decisions you make every day that traject your life up or down. They don't mean much that day, but over time, they, they make a big difference. Gary Keller's One Thing. I had Jay Pappas on his co-author on my show. That's a great book. Hal Elrod, The Miracle Morning, about you know starting your day off right so you kick ass that day. That's a great book. I had him on the show. Beautiful guy. That's enough. There you go. There's yeah. a few. 
Yeah. Uh, House has got a great story too, for those that don't know him. Our our second one is, I believe the person you become is directly correlated to the habits and the things that you do every single day. What are some of the habits that you have? Every day I will sit in this recliner behind me here and you can see my, you can see my uh, vision boards right there next to it. And I will do gratitude. Okay. I'll do gratitude for my supermodel, beautiful wife, my kids, my my uh, coaching students, my foundation, I'll just do gratitude. But then I'll do gratitude for the things that I want as if I already have them. And I know I've lost some of you analytical ones, but this is how I had 50 million to lose my friends and how I got it back, okay? Doing this foo-foo stuff, okay? So I do gratitude for things I don't even have yet. Sometimes I'll get emotional being grateful for things I don't even have yet, okay? Why? Because it freaking works, okay? So there you go. So that's there's a there's a great habit. Just just get in the habit of gratitude, and that's how you manage. And you can call it prayer if you want, but it works. There Love you it. Go. That's how I start my day every day too. I don't have the gratitude for the things I don't have yet, so I'll add that mm-hmm. in there. Our third one is: What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Don't wait to buy real estate. Buy real estate and wait. Yep. Yep. Time and, in the and, market. And honestly, I had I had a, I had an old guy tell me once. The best thing in the world is free and clear real estate. You'll have buckets of money. And that yep. always stuck with me. Yep. Timing, time in the market matters more than timing the market. Mm-hmm. Yep. Our fourth one is, what's the thing you're most proud of in your life? Besides my kids, the fact that my students now have 60 to 70,000 doors. I mean, there's some of the hundreds of thank you cards. You can they, you saw them on the wall when I raised my green screen here. I, I mean, I've again, I've only been teaching for a little, little under four and a half years. And I'm super freaking proud of that. I mean, lives that have massively changed uh, in, my, in my student base. Love it. Well, our last one is, if you could sit down and eat a bowl of ice cream with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Man, I really love Elon Musk. He's a freaking <laughs> rock star. I really do. I mean, $3 billion startups and just, nah, yeah, definitely for him. It'd be him. It will be him. Yeah. By the way, the most commonly answered person on that question so far. Oh, no kidding. Well, I'm not yep. surprised. Yep. Well, Rod, fantastic conversation. We're going to leave links in the show notes around the texting and getting access to your events and DMs and social media channels and all that. But if we wanted to have, if somebody wanted to reach out to you and, and have real, some yeah, real estate with rod.com, nobody can spell my name and that'll take you right to rodcleaf.com. But real estate with rod.com has all my stuff on it. I'm on every social channel. My team and I respond to every single request. If you've got a question about this business, I'm very responsive. And uh, my podcast, Lifetime Cash Flow Through Real Estate Investing, I mean, it's very well received. So I'm doing something right. I hope you'll check it out if you're not listening to it now. Perfect. Well, Rod, thanks for coming on the show and we'll see thanks, you out man. in Denver. All right, brother. You're going to be there. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for listening to Ice Cream with Investors. If you like what we serve you here, it would mean the world to me if you would like, subscribe, and leave a review on your favorite podcast app.